Black Equity listeners. Welcome back to the Black Equity Podcast. We're excited to continue this conversation with Dave Anderson, the business bully. You can head over to his website at thebusinessbully.com to learn more, or you can click the link in the show notes to take you directly to the website. This has been a wonderful conversation that I look forward to showing you the second part of where we dive deeper into looking at, you know, what is the what are some different ways to look at uh, black business and black culture? What are current what's currently going on in the culture for us to examine? And thankfully, Dave sat down with us and, and gave us his perspective of what he sees. And so let's get right into the conversation already in progress and let's learn more about what's going on in the culture and what we can learn from someone who's uh, seasoned in this game. Um, I think that we have lost the ability to think for ourselves. Yep. And when someone like me shows up, ironically, my last name is Anderson, so I'm literally pulling people out of this cubicle matrix they live in. <laughs> you have a lot of great movie and references, man. We, I, I, I'll, I'll bro, when, when you when you when you build systems, you have time to watch an ass ton of movies. Yep. I have every cable channel. I love movies. Movies are my escape because the way my brain works. I learn a lot from them too, man. Yeah, the way my brain works, man, like I need something that's going to let me shut my brain off because I will sit up here and I'll start writing out systems. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Rain Man, bro. Like, my, my clients call it stupendous math. I will literally, you give me something and I will show you how to make six or seven figures on it on the spot. Like, I don't care what right. it is. You know, and, you know, I didn't realize that that was a gift until, you know, much later on in life. But I need something to distract yeah. me. Me too. That I'm not thinking about. But yeah, man, that's what it is. And Neo turns to Morpheus. He says, why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus says, because you've never used them before. Right. So what I'm about to give you is going to make your eyes hurt because I'm showing you something that you've never used before, that you didn't even know you had. And not everybody's ready for that. What, what is one of the things? I know you can't give it all away. What is one mm-hmm. of the things that people just haven't used their eyes towards? What are they not paying attention to? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. There's so much. I know. <laughs> just one, I, I, I'll give you an ass ton. Okay. I don't really care because... I don't sell information. I sell execution right. and results. Most people, especially people who look like you and I, stay away from YouTube because they're more concerned about what they look like than what they have to mm-hmm. offer. YouTube being the second largest search engine on the planet, only second to Google itself, which Google owns YouTube, so it's really onto itself. Right. The algorithms and the spiders that they use in order to run those algorithms um, favor video content. So if you have a video about a particular topic, then you're going to get you're automatically going to rank higher but people don't want to do it because i tried and no one showed up right i just i don't i don't like the way my voice sounds neither did whitney houston <laughs> didn't sell her from selling an ass on her records but hey every excuse like my daddy used to say people will snatch defeat from the jaws of victory if you give them enough mm. time and it's the god rest my father's soul but it's the truth people will automatically find a reason not to make a move i don't want nobody around me who doesn't believe in themselves i know what my system does i got receipts and a whole lot of client results to prove it i i need you to believe in you if you can't believe in you believe in the belief of my belief in you. right you know what i'm saying i want people who are ready to go and i I hate to break this to you because i'm about to i'm about to give you a spoiler alert wait for it i'm not cheap right 
I'm not cheap, but I am less costly than that college education that didn't get you any right. results. And I'm not talking about doctors, lawyers, dentists, architects, shit like that. I'm talking about entrepreneurs who are trying to do product service based businesses that don't require a degree necessarily. Right. Because your communications degree is outdated. Trust me, I know. Um, and so when you look at what the investment is for me versus the return on investment, then you look at the investment for what college is, I'm a drop in a bucket. Mm. Because my clients are not complaining about the money that they spend. And it costs them damn near all to Right. But you know why they're not complaining? Because they're on Good Morning America and the Today Show. And they're selling their stuff. And they're speaking on stages. And they're on TMZ in the shade room. And they're, they're winning and, and they're getting exposure. And people are recognizing them not only for who they are, but what they have to offer. And they're making a difference. And they're feeding their families. And they're living their dreams. And they're living their dreams. And, and if you can't do that, then what good are you? Why are you taking up air? Why are you the cog in somebody else's wheel who's only going to let you shine long enough for them to steal your light? Mm. Tell, me how, tell me how that makes sense. It doesn't. You know, someone, someone the other day was saying uh, that they were interested in... Um, they weren't necessarily interested in uh, business. And... I said, well, why not? Why would you not be interested in business? Uh, well, you know, it always comes down to trust. You know, people not being able to trust other people in business. And my response uh, is, well, you entrust your, you trust your employer. You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. trusting your. It's still business. You're just you're mm-hmm. just on the other end of, of the business where you're getting this this paycheck, but you're trusting in them. Why would you not trust in, uh, or at least? attempt to trust in business and then find the people in which you can work with where the contracts are good and where things are in place for you to you know rise to where you need to go it's the same amount of trust that you're handing over to them but there is only going to be that paycheck every two weeks it may not be necessarily be anything other than that there's a ceiling there man listen 18.3 18.3 months. Do you know what that is? 18.3 months. Uh, educate me. Mm-hmm. That is the average tenure of any American mm. at a particular full-time job. 18.3 months. When's the last time you saw somebody on their job get a gold watch? <laughs> People don't even know what that yeah, is that, 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 that Those days are either gone or they're coming to an end real soon. Man, I had a mail carrier named Mr. Keith. I, I live in a pretty decent neighborhood. Mr. Keith's an older black man. He said, man, I'm getting ready to retire. I said, Mr. Keith, no. This is my mailman. I love right. Mr. Keith. He's a good guy. And my kid knows Mr. Keith. Right? And he's like, yeah, you know, he said, the sad thing is, Dave, I said, sir, because he's a man of a certain age. I said, sir. He says, the sad thing, Dave, is that these kids who are coming up behind me think they're going to get what I got. Mm. I said, what do you mean, Mr. Keith? He said, well, I got a nice old pension. I'm going to sit back and enjoy my golden years. Me and my wife, we're going to go down. We're going to take a cruise. We're going to go to Bali. We're going to go to Napa. We're going to sip wine. We may do some of that foot stomping, you know? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, sir. I said, I guess you've earned it. I'm going to miss you, but I guess you earned it. He said, these kids ain't going to get none of that. They're going to get a little something, but it ain't going to be nothing like what I got. And that's why they're forcing people like me out. He said, I'm happy to go because I'm tired of walking these damn streets. But it's a damn shame because the days of 
having the good government job yeah. as I know it are over. But because they don't know what I know, they don't think they're missing anything. They're still going. They're still marching to this invisible end that that isn't even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what we're told. Go get a good job. Well, here's the thing. Like, think about what we're conditioned to do. We're conditioned to go to school to get a job. Then we get the job to pay off school. So is school paying off for us or are we paying off school? That's one. Number two, right? If you decide to quit your job and start your business, what's the very first thing you do? Hmm. Oh, I'll tell you. Don't worry. This isn't that type of guessing game. (laughs) Um, You will write a letter of resignation and give your employer and or your HR professional at your employer <coughs> two weeks notice. Right, Excuse right. me. I, I, didn't, I didn't do Let that. Let me ask you. Yeah, most people will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're like yeah. me. We, are, we actually are very similar. The more we talk, I'm like, wait, hold on now. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, fuck them. That's why. Here's why I don't believe in the two-week notice rule. It's a rule to protect them, not to protect you, because they're not giving you two weeks' notice. Hell, sometimes they won't even give you wages in lieu, in lieu, of, in lieu of work. <clears throat> Hell, nine times out of ten, they won't let you back out your desk. Why are we giving them <coughs> away? And, and, you know, we can even get into, you know, Antonio Brown, NFL, and all that other stuff. Why, why, why does the team or why does the employer get some type of respect or some type of notice when we would never get that notice. I never understood that. Let's say you love your job. <clears throat> Let's say you're here for Taco Tuesdays and Wild Wing Wednesdays and the quarterly ch- uh, chicken wing and pizza bonanza for hitting for hitting the quarterly right. bonus, right? Let's say you love all that shit. Let's say you have the sexiest, most wonderful cubicle in the world. Let's say you've got a great company to work for. You know, it's listed really good um, online. Everybody loves it. Great things to say about it. You like your coworkers. Your coworkers like you. You don't have any problems. You have a leisurely lunch break. Everything is good, and you make a decent salary. You would never want to leave that job because it's a great job. Now, ask yourself this. What happens if you get hit by a bus and mm. die? They will have your seat filled before your ass print moves. They they can have that but within a day or two. Easily. Yep. So why do you give them more respect than you would give yourself <clears throat> and the guy and, and that God gave to you? The Bible don't say nothing about a job. It says a lot about work. It don't say right. nothing about a job. Yep. And that's We've what been brainwashed missed. to think that work uh means go somewhere else for somebody to pay you. Dr. Claude Anderson, no relation, says that it's a crime if your child has to go to work for someone else in another neighborhood when you should have given that job. Powernomics. Make sure everybody go read that. Powernomics. Uh, white, uh, white labor, black wealth. Black wealth. Mm-hmm. Or black labor, white wealth. Sorry, I, I said it wrong. Yeah, Black labor, Great white book. wealth. Yep. Great book. Yeah. So we, we really have to own our own. And I think that then goes to you know, supporting something like Big Three. You know, supporting what Ice Cube mm-hmm. is doing. So when when that first yep. came out, I, I noticed a lot of people were like, "Oh, they ain't the real thing." Even some people joked and said, "You know, <coughs> hey, Carmelo, you don't need to be in the NBA no more 
you need to go work. <laughs> you need to go to the big three. And I'm, I'm like, wait, hold on. Why are we joking on the big three? That's ours. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what has been your thought watching, you know, the, the first two years or is it thir- third year maybe of the big three? Yeah. What do you think? They made us hate ourselves and love their wells. That's why Shorty's Holler where the ball right. is at. Um, we go out of our way to be white adjacent. Mm-mm-mm. We go out our way to get the approval of white folks. We go out of our way for the crossover. I don't give a <laughs> fuck about crossing over. That's what I've been saying. Oh, listen, I love, listen, I had a conversation with David Banner after I came back from a gig in um, Missoula, okay. Montana. And Banner and I have been friends for a good 16 years. <clears throat> And I says to him, I says, Banner, I'm upset. He said, why are you upset, Dave? I said, dude, I just got a standing ovation in Missoula fucking Montana. Mm. And I can barely get one in North Philly. Mm. And he says, you know where I am right now? I said, no, nah, Banner, where you at? He said, I'm in LA. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm out here scoring movies like I'm John fucking Williams. I said, I ain't mad, bro. Because people forget, Banner is a musician. Yeah. He's a genius. <clears throat> you know? That guy and was a nice album. He, yeah, God Box is incredible. Um, and he says, if we had us, we'd never need mm. them. I say that every dollar I go get, <coughs> when I get it, it becomes a black right. dollar. But I'm not concerned with, you know, white right. approval, like some of my peers, which is why I go out of my way to never wear a suit and tie. I'm the same way, man. <laughs> I see people offer that. They're like, well, hey, you know, you can work with our line. No, I'm good. I don't want, I don't want a suit. I'm good. Mm-mm. No, I'm good on that. On top of that, <clears throat> when Ice Cube did mm-hmm. things, people didn't understand. Do you know how many people laugh when they heard that Ice Cube had wrote a movie? Yeah, when, when he first came out, they, they were trying to laugh him out of Hollywood. Yeah, and when, when, when Friday came out, people was like, first of all, I remember when Friday came out because it was 1995. Mm-hmm. I just graduated high school, and I remember the only billboards Ice Cube could get, because remember, the infinite, the internet was right. in its infancy. The only billboards Ice Cube could get was right. in the hood. So those little teeny tiny billboards that you can right. reach up and slap, that's all you got. And people's like, who the fuck Ice Cube think he is? He gonna make movies now? Fuck out of here. Friday did not become a cult classic until it was released on, yeah. on home video. Ice Cube has always been an innovator and he has taken risks. I asked Ice Cube one time, what's the biggest regret of his career? He said, as a, as a, as a, uh, in the movie industry, he said, Ghost of Mars. Other than that, I ain't got no mm. fucking regrets. Yeah, Ghost yeah, of I Mars. Yeah, so I didn't even remember that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't even watch it. <laughs> Sorry, please, Ice please Cube. Don't. We love everything else. No, he, he, no, no, he don't <laughs> want you to see it. Trust me. Everybody got one. Um, but I think the big three does things that the NBA does not do. First of all, it extends the life of players who can still ball, one. Two, it gets over the archaic nature of the business. Three, black people can actually own a franchise. Four, women. First of all, say what you want. Lisa Leslie is one of the greatest basketball minds and players of all time, regardless of race or gender. Argue me down if you want to. Who want a player then? Exactly. Who? Anybody want to argue me about Lisa Leslie? Go ahead. She's a beast. I will. I look. I'll put up. Listen. I'll put up ten thousand dollars if you could get a bucket on. You her. know the, the the worst part about the WNBA was it didn't start sooner because I think she are she by the time she got into the WNBA she was already kind of 
towards the end of her career, to be honest. And so if, yeah. if she if she had the WNBA ten years prior, I mean we're I mean I think we would even be pushing up you know pushing her up higher in our, in our memories of how great she was. Yeah, I think yeah, I think when I'm absolutely. looking at the big three, I see where this is going because I saw uh, this year with them doing a the partnership with CBS and uh, having having different areas of CBS with CBS Sports Network and then CBS the regular mm-hmm. network. And then with CBS and Viacom working mm-hmm. together, I see where this could go if mm-hmm. the partnership continues. I mean, we really have a legitimate mm-hmm. league that we own. The, the question is, mm-hmm. how long will it be out? Does it, does it end up being sold off? You know, what happens with that? And then with him trying to do that, that strategic move of acquiring those 76 channels it was and them trying to block him, you know, those are the kinds of deals that if he gets that, the big three goes to a whole nother level once you have those other TV backings and have those other uh, avenues to distribute your your your, uh, your content. Big mm-hmm. three is, is, so. is the future of how other leagues should move, which is why I thought when Jay-Z came out with what he was trying to do, it's like, why don't we just start our own league? No, no, no. So you have Break to understand something. What's let me let me start on the big three and then let me go back to Jay Z. Okay, Don't let me forget to go back to Jay Z. All right. So with the big three, right? Ice Cube is doing something phenomenal. And a lot of times when you're an innovator, I tell this to people all the time. I said on the Breakfast Club, I think my second time on, second or third, I said pioneers get scalped, but settlers prosper. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube is both pioneer and right. settler. So he's taking his ass whippings, but he's also starting to see the fruits of that situation. Right. The other part of it is like. I keep telling you black people want what's cool and white people follow black people wherever right. they go. So we got to start, you know, getting over this NBA addiction because like, um, like, and it, and it worked me up there. You ever have like, I have a lot of what I call watershed moments in my business career. And they rarely come from actual business. They usually come from weird sources, but I make sure that I'm in tuned enough to pay attention. If you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Chris Rock famously said Shaq is rich. The guy who pays Shaq is wealthy. Right. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. damn. How many, how many NBA teams are owned like the majority, not one-tenth of one, not one-fifteenth of one percent like Jay-Z had with right. the Nets? How much are majority black owning? I, lo and behold, guess what? Like Keith Sweat, I couldn't find nobody. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why is that? Because that's wealth. Yeah. You can pass the team down to your kids. Yeah. You know, then you talk about the merchandising and then the, the, the facility, you know, either you, if you own the facility or have a deal with the facility, then you can do community days and write off a lot of your money. You know, then you got the, 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 the merch and, and the food and the concessions and then the alcohol. There's so much money to be made. And then the deals and the endorsement deals and shit you can put on people's jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know, the it co-branded nights, the co-branded events. It never stops. It's just money on top of money on top of right. money. And every time you turn around, there's a new opportunity where you can sit around and do the refrain from the 1976 musical The Wiz and say, can you feel a brand new check? <laughs> so it's just crazy money. So why in the world, and I said this on my last Breakfast uh-huh. Club interview, I said, you will never get the means of your freedom by people who choose to oppress Facts. you. So they ain't going to let you win. Right. But then when you create your own, watch me, when you create your mm-hmm. own, they call you crazy. They call you corny. They call you whack. They do everything to discourage you. Then they take the most popular people that they can find to ostracize yep. you. 
and say that they're doing it in love, which brings me to Jay-Z. If you, listen, I, I tell my wife and I tell my kids and I tell my clients, you can't divorce the fruit of a thing from the root of a thing. Meaning, if you've ever seen Kung Fu Panda, um, you know, the, the old master takes a, uh, takes a, uh, a, a seed and he plants it in the ground. He says, you know, no matter what, you know, you can't control what that seed's going to be. So what do you mean? I can decide to water it and not water it. I can put it here. I can put it there. I can, you know, give it exposure. I cannot give it exposure. He said, yeah, but you can't change the fact that it's just going to plant. It's just going to produce peaches. It ain't going to produce apples. It's true. And that's the thing. So once you understand that the root and the fruit are tied, Mm -hmm. Then you don't have to be concerned with what the fruit does. You'll already know it. This episode of Black Equity Podcast is sponsored by Sip and Share Wines. Head over to sipandsharewines.com and check out all the different wine flavors that they offer. Also, head over to the Wine Club section and join the Wine Club section for free. With the Wine Club, you'll be able to receive quarterly uh, bottles of wine at your front door. We are excited to be working with Sip and Share Wines, and we invite everyone to join us in the Wine Club. Now, back to the show. So when I look at Jay-Z, right, who dissed his homeboy for Leo yeah. Cohen, when I look at Jay-Z, who you know, basically helped disenfranchise a bunch of people in Brooklyn from getting jobs because he was the answer by being, you know, the one-fifteenth of one percentage owner of the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets. When I look at Jay-Z sitting up there with Roger Goodell after saying he's, you know, friends with Cap and we're going to do social justice and their idea of a social... Because I, I, I criticized it very heavily and I said, what's the actual plan? See, I'm cool with you keeping your business stuff to, close to the vest because as an entrepreneur, I respect that. But when you start talking social mm-hmm. justice, when you start talking things for my people, as someone who is a part of the people you're trying to help when it comes to social justice, which is a nice buzzword for black justice because everybody stays away from the right. word black, then I have the right to ask you what your plan is. And if you can't produce one, I get to call bullshit. Mm. And bullshit I did call. And everybody said, let's wait to see what Jay-Z does. Jay-Z's the inside man. He's done so much. Really? What? Okay, I'll spot you that he got some, you know, he got some baby daddies caught up on child support. I'll spot you that he, you know, he paid this person's legal fee. I'll spot you that he helped Meek Mill. All of these things he prim- primarily benefited from, either from media or later on deals. You know, that's strategy. That's not revolution. Right. So when Jay-Z sitting up there with Roger Goodell, says, eh, we, know it's, we know what the deal is about, but what's next? Well, then why aren't we getting cap a job? Why is it that this is an issue? And then when people say ignorant things like, well, what does and was the NFL have to do with police brutality? Well, what does the NFL have to do with Ray Rice beating his girlfriend? Right. You know, what does the NFL have to do with the military paying them an ass ton of money to fly that flag at an event, which technically, according to the Constitution, is, a, is unconstitutional? Mm. You know, um, you go back 20 years, we weren't standing up at, at, uh, at football right. games and singing the national anthem like let's not rewrite history. the only time you ever heard a national anthem in a football game was at the super bowl and how many of us have been to the super bowl i ain't, I ain't gone yet okay cool <laughs> so now that we've gotten all of that right. out of the way 
the, the big the big reveal was that he's got some t-shirts yeah coming out some paraphernalia coming out last i checked unless those t-shirts were made of kevlar <laughs> they ain't stopping policeman's bullets t-shirts and cars y'all keep looking at jay-z you will continue to look at jay-z and you'll continue to start splaining for what jay-z is doing or not doing but then you'll criticize ice cube you will sit up there and criticize ice cube in the same breath that you will criticize master p for having the arena football league which no one likes to talk yeah. about you will criticize master p for Bucking the system over and over and over again. Master P put out, a, I got the hookup too. Now, whether you liked the movie, whether you didn't like the movie, it was number one. It was number one on Amazon. It was number one on iTunes. It was number one on digital. Yeah. It was number one for the small movie theater run it had. But yet and still, oh, Master P corny. He, he need to hang it up. Like, no, he ain't corny. Master P makes money. There are very few people that can actually be in a position that say I would work for them. I would stop being an entrepreneur to work for Master P because I love his mind. I thought it was a brilliant, and, and to be honest, yeah, I would definitely sit down with Master P and, and figure out, well, what is he, what is he doing? Uh, and where, where, where is he headed? But the revolutionary thing about I Got Hooked Up too is I'm coming out in movies and digital the same day. At the same damn time. That is what, like, no one else has the balls to pull that off and he pulled it off Mm -hmm. he did what he said he was going to do and you know the movie Mm -hmm. is you know it is what it is but it worked right i bought it twice and so therefore what it worked and so we do have to get to this place you know you mentioned claude anderson and you know when i think about powernomics and we look at the five pillars of uh economic development or actually community development it starts off with economics first and that, that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. But, but beyond that is, well, what else are we going to do? You know, looking at the politics and, and the, the social, uh, the justice system, and then the media and education. After you get your economics, then what? What, what is the plan beyond just the economics? And I, I see a lot of entrepreneurs, that's all they talk about. But then what, beyond economics, what else are you going to do? Right. See, the thing of it is, no one wants to get their hands dirty, but everybody got right. something to say. You know, and that's my thing. Like, you know, last night, funny story, ironically, last night, um, Tariq Nashi, mm-hmm. where, you know, and Tariq Nashi is somebody that I've known for years. I don't agree with everything Tariq says, but some right. are right on. And he put up a post of this white woman cutting this black man's dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Locks. That's not I, saw that video. I didn't see it from Tariq, but yeah, go ahead. And I saw it and I said, wow. I said, I'm not surprised. I said, because when I said, because everybody has something to say. When I said, you know, when I had a when I said I had a problem with Steve Harvey and Steve Perry, you know, um, telling people to cut their hair. Now, in all fairness to Dr. Steve Perry, Dr. Steve Perry says that he didn't say anything about cutting people's hair. You know, fine. I'll take that back. What I won't take back is that these kids have uniforms at his schools and those uniforms are shirt and tie and, you know, blazer vest, you know. And his response to me was, well, those things you know, are because the kids can't afford it. Well, that's okay, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that you could just put them in, in, in sweats and a decent pair of slacks. They don't all have to be certain type, but you're sending a subliminal message whether you recognize right. it or not. And that message is conformity, and his response was, well, is Farrakhan being conformist? No, Farrakhan's an 85-year-old man who has been indoctrinated with just for success, no matter how revolutionary right. he is. And the policy of the uh, Nation of Islam is to always show up suited and booted, you know, whether I agree with that policy or not, 
you know, that's a different ball mm-hmm. game. But when you're telling me that your your big claim to fame is 100% of your kids go to college, okay, great. Are they all going on a full scholarship? Right. They're not. So we're still talking about debt. We're still talking about conditioning. We're still talking about go to school to get a job and then get a job to pay off school. And what is and what and so, what does that going to school even mean? I mean, and what's the are they going to? <laughs> and what are they I'm studying? No and, and I mean, there has to be hmm. more than just you know we went to school. Why can't it be you know eighty five or ninety five percent of our our kids go on to start their own successful business that is at least six figures or more? No, 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 no. We don't want to have that conversation because when I start having that conversation, people can't compete. Mm. Because he was like, you went to the Breakfast Club with a sponsored hoodie. I said, I sure did. And the hoodie was sponsored by a whole bunch of black businesses that would never get a shot in front of 19 million people on the Breakfast Club. So I took them with me. Right. Now what? $27 million in this hoodie. No suits. Mm, mm, mm. And then people always ask me about that. I, I even got asked on the Breakfast Club one time about why I don't wear shirts and ties and suits and things of that nature. And I and I said, quite frankly, you won't you you never ask Zuckerberg that question. Exactly. You don't ask Vaynerchuk that question. You don't ask Job that question. So you're asking me because I'm black and you're telling me that I'm bucking the system. As you should. So damn right, because I'm not built for the system. My last name's Anderson. I keep this going is over the same this. system that put crack in the First, hood. It, it put crack in LA. Period. Why would we why would we period. why why does everybody want to jump into what the system says? When I saw that thing happen. With Nipsey, rest of the soul, everybody's like, well, let's just give LAPD some time to sort it out. I said, LAPD? Don't give <laughs> LAPD the- some time to sort oh, it okay. out. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm confused. I guess we don't all live mm-hmm. in the same place. Right. We haven't yeah. seen all the, the same things. Because I thought that was the last person we would trust. You know, Biggie, you know, Tupac. Just a couple mm-hmm. of, of, of names mm-hmm. out there. Exactly. Rodney King. You know, you know. It is what it is. LAPD put out t-shirts that says, come to LA, we'll treat you like a king. Wow. Wow. So let's let's not, like, and that's historical because the new, chief, the new chief of police here, the police commissioner in Philadelphia, famously wore one of those shirts and said, I didn't know what it meant. You know, because white people get the luxury and privilege of plausible deniability. We don't. Mm. You know, so we got to look at all of the yeah. conditioning. And yeah, I'll tell Farrakhan to his face. I think that suits are unnecessary in order to prove that you are a presence. Yes. I agree. But I get it. That's, you know, that's what y'all believe. That's what y'all believe. I'm okay with education. I'm the son of educators. My stepfather was an educator. My mother was a two-time teacher of the year finalist in the city of Philadelphia. My uncle taught at MIT. Mm. Was on the team to help invent the Jumbotron. I'm okay with traditional education. What I'm not okay with is how traditional education is lacking certain things. All of that education, all of that knowledge, I don't care if you have a social justice program. Here's what I want to know. When do you start teaching these little kids how to write a fucking check? Mm. When do you teach these kids about how to build their credit and how important their FICO score is? Where the fuck is that class? Yeah. See, but we don't want to have that conversation because we want to stay talking about, oh, I don't let, I, I'm not, I'm not shaming them for their hair. Okay. My whole thing is if you sat back and said it was a beautiful sight to see 300 kids voluntarily cut their hair, what made them do that? Mm. Cause somebody had to say something and somebody had to have barbers lined up with the expectation that those barbers who had already gotten paid were going to do something. Or those barbers who had volunteered their time were there to do something. Is that, is that what that video was? Could People it? People were lined up to, to get their hair cut? It, well, not, not the video okay, Tariq okay. show, but there's there's a video at Steve Harvey's gotcha, camp. Gotcha. 
And there were some tweets, according to Dr. Perry, that were misconstrued, where he said something to the effect of, you know, it was a beautiful sight to see these kids get, you know, get their haircuts. What he meant by that, he says he didn't mean it the way that it sounded or whatever. It was taken out of context and those people aren't doing the work. And he told me he was working 16 hours while I was while I was tweeting. And I'm like, well, that's cool. But I have people who work 16 hours. Right. That's not. You know, and listen, I'm not knocking kids. I'm not knocking if education is your way to get to the top of the mountain. But let's not act like you're going to learn your way out of a situation where they're completely rewriting the transatlantic slave trade and saying that black people volunteer to come over here. Let's not act like the only thing we get taught during black history month is Martin Luther King, uh, Rosa Parks. And if you're really revolutionary, you might get some Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman thrown in there too. Ooh, what a treat. Yeah. No, no, you know, but I don't look for the education. No, 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 you don't want that because you know, Malcolm was revolutionary, and they'll only give you whitewashed Martin. They won't give you Martin to say, you know, that dream I had, uh, it's kind of a nightmare. I think I done, uh, he told Harry Belafonte, I think I have, um, you know, uh, led my people into a yeah. burning house. And then you don't want to hear the fact that Martin Luther King said that, you know, when we go to DC, we're coming to get our yeah, check. Start talking about economic development. We don't want to talk and about all, that. All hell starts. No, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that, that's why they got and, and- so the last few months that the last few months of Martin Luther King Jr. That's the Martin I love. But we know but that one gets mm-hmm. like you said, it gets washed away. Mm-hmm. You don't see him. Because when I kill you, I can make you a martyr. When I make you a martyr, I can make you in my own image. When I make you in my own image, I can control, market, and marry that image to whatever narrative I want to. Mm. You're right. You're dead on. You're dead on. And so for for people who are listening. And they're they're really gravitating towards your message, and they want to work with you. What does that look like? How, how does someone reach out to you and, be, and become part of uh, part of your world and, and start building up, building up their businesses and building up uh, their dreams? Oh, that's real easy, man. You can go to bit.ly forward slash bully growth, all one word, all lowercase. Bit.ly forward slash bully growth. There is a really great training on you know, how to start marketing your business organically without spending a bunch of money on um, ads. I mean, I believe in advertising. I don't believe in spending an arm and a leg on it, you know. And once that video plays, there's also a link to get on my calendar so that we can have a conversation. And I like to talk to as many people as I possibly can. That's not something I leave up entirely to my sales team. Because I need to make sure that you're the right kind of person. I need to make sure you're the right kind of fit. Because here's Mm -hmm. the thing. I just don't have coaching clients. I'm building an empire. I'm building a group of like-minded individuals. So if, you know, I've got people who have um, grooming places like Hammer and Nails, which was featured on Shark Tank. I've got um, Kelly's Closet, which is the largest um, lingerie online retailer that is slowly but surely closing a bunch of Victoria's Secrets all across the country. Um you know, I've got James Petit, who's got that couple up game, which is bringing people and relationships together and asking some really tough questions so that people can get clarity before they go running down the aisle or they can re-get to know the person that they married because people do change and mm-hmm. people do grow. Um, I've got people on three continents. I've got people in Ghana. i got uh, Gia Lilly in the UK, who is arguably one of the best experts on relationship communications and neuro-linguistic programming. And so... We have all different types of people, authors, coaches, speakers. I've got Kenny Jones, who's done 37 number one books. He's made 37 people um, and counting. It's probably closer to 50 now, but counting um, 
number one bestsellers on and off Amazon and has done millions of dollars in uh, revenue for those clients. So I want people who have it in them. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know every single thing. But what I would like you to do is have two things, and they're very important. The willingness Mm -hmm. to learn and the willingness to invest in yourself because this here ain't cheap. And I mean, we got everything. Like we've, I've got two full-time graphics people. I've got a logistics person. I've got a systems person. I've got somebody that handles all of the digital stuff for you. I've got somebody who can build your website. Like we have it all. So when you come to us, it's not just rah rah sis boom ba go get them kid. It's like rah rah sis boom ba go get them kid. Why the fuck are you doing that? Who told you to do that? Who what, what right. whose idea was that? By the way, go talk to this person because this person's going to fix your systems. Go talk to this person. They're going to tell. Oh God, your fucking marketing is horrible. Let's fix these graphics right now. Give me an entire graphic suite on that person. Let's build this YouTube up. Let's build this podcast up. Let's get your book birth. Like we take care of it all. None of my peers can say that. And finally, when I look at my peer group, and when I say my peer group, um, people who do what I do on mm-hmm. any level, meaning help entrepreneurs grow. So that's Vaynerchuk, that's Robbins, that's um, Damon John, folks like that. You ain't sitting down with Gary. Right. It, it's hard. Not that he doesn't want to because he loves people. And whenever you can catch him, you can catch him. But, you know, it takes like for a day. With Gary's team, is 10 racks. Mm. One day. It's called a 4D. It's one day. You know? Um, and it's worth every penny. Let's not get it twisted. Gary's people are fucking dope. Gary's people have been a huge help to me. However, they don't dive deep. And they're not in the business of making a community. Everybody who's with me is with me. You pay me once and that's it. You're with me. And all of my resources come right. with me. Oh, you're, you've been trying to get on that radio show? Well, I know that producer. Let me make a phone call. Most people right. can't do that. You know, and so you don't have to go out and spend more money on an ass ton of shit. There is some things that you would have to invest in anyway. But for the most part, when you're paying us, you're paying to make sure that your situation is right. And all you have to do is follow and execute. There's only two people I can't help. Only two. Yeah. And, and who, who are those two? I'm sorry, the broken, the stupid. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair That's enough. It. I can't help the broken. I can't help the stupid. Other than that, man, I got you. Fair enough. So I, I really want people who are who are listening in to reach out to you. Uh, what I found Great. just by looking over some of uh, your work, and, and of, course, of course I've seen you on The Breakfast Club. I've been paying attention to what's going on in the culture. You, you basically are our Gary Vee for lack of a better comparison. Here we go with the sorry. Black Gary V shit. I knew it was coming. So, what's the better way to say it? No, it's okay. okay. I'm cool with that. I used to be mad at it, but that that yeah. thing, you know, that comparison got me that connection. Right. Yeah, well, and for, for I, I say that because I, I see everybody in the culture on Twitter and everyone else. It's Gary V, Gary V, Gary V, Gary V. And it's like, mm-hmm. but we have... We, we we got the business bully. He's right, right. here. You know who who Gary V loves. Right. And so <laughs> I, I'm glad you we know? had this conversation. And you know the doors are always open to come back on. Uh because there's always things Man, happening in the culture for us to talk about. Uh so the door is always open. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the opportunity and really quickly if I can just um take sure. one more second. Please reach out to me. If you want to reach out to me directly, if you don't want to go through a webinar, this and the third. My email address is real simple, Dave at businessbullyshow.com. One more time. Right? 
Dave at businessbullyshow.com. You can also go to my Instagram, which is the business bully, which is pretty much how you can find me anywhere. The business bully is usually how I pop up. Um, no weird spellings. I don't do phonetics or ebonics or none of that shit. That's the business bully, like you were taught in, in, right. in school. And um, yeah, man, I would love to have a conversation, man. I love talking to people. As you can tell, I love business and I'm passionate about my people. Um, so thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the platform. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Oh, no, I, I love it, man. And I look forward to having conversations in the future, especially as things happen in the culture. Uh, I think your voice is needed for us to sit down and analyze it and see, you know, what exactly does this uh, correlate with culture and business as they, you know, combine. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being part of Black Equity. And please, everyone, go reach out. Uh, go to everywhere uh, the business bully is telling you to go. And if you are ready... Uh, and you have the necessary investment in yourself, go ahead and take action because that's, that's the third step. You got to be able to take action. So thank you for coming on, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon, man. Thank you. I told you it was going to be a great show, everyone. And we thank the Business Bully for coming on. We, we thank Dave Anderson for coming on. And head over to thebusinessbully.com and check out his work and figure out, you know, if it's the right fit for you. If it is, definitely work with him. Come back on the show and let us know, hey, you know, because I work with a business bully, I was able to get my, my company from, from this level to the next level. And that's really what we're looking forward to. Uh, from this podcast is everybody growing and expanding and and building out their own networks so we can all work together in the long term. This is a long term opportunity for all entrepreneurs, investors who are coming on the show to truly build uh, legacy brands and build a legacy for themselves. So thank you for listening to Black Equity Podcast. You know we have more episodes coming. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Black Equity Network. And we will have another episode for you shortly. Thank you. And we'll be talking to you soon.